Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and we've got a tremendous podcast for you today. I'm here with my teammate, my co-host, and our lead tennis court painter, it's Joe White. Shay, thank you. I'm, I'm really proud of that title. Thank you. Uh, I actually love painting tennis courts without legs. Uh, it's been a little, little difficult the last few years, but Shay, I hear the prosthetics are coming, and if I get me some prosthetics that work, Actually, um, I can't wait to paint tennis courts again. Look well, forward to it. Regardless of how that works out for you, you have <laughs> many, many court painting disciples out there. I happen to be one of them. Joe, we're super excited. We got a new series on our hands. It's the Next Generation Leader Series. And anybody who knows anything about us, you know that we're passionate about leadership. We spend all year round focused on equipping next generation leaders. And today we're going to kick off a series that comes from 1 Timothy 4.12. And that says, let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. Throughout this series, we're going to talk a lot about leadership, and I'm so excited to jump in. And Joe, you got a couple great guests lined up for this, don't you? Oh boy. Shay, you could not have a better couple in this case to talk about uh, this verse and how a leader carries uh, herself or himself. Jimmy and Dawn Thunderbird, and that is with an F. It's Thunderbird, not Thunderbird, as some people say. But uh, Jimmy and Dawn, they have raised some boys. And I told Dawn before this broadcast, uh, if they wrote a book on raising boys, every parent in the world who had boys would want to read it. Their their boys are Luke 252 kids. They uh, model so well how Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and in favor with man. The proof is in the pudding. And, you know, you can judge a tree by its fruit, and they have got some real special fruit on the tree. Dawn, believe it or not, grew up in DeSoto, Texas, and her dad was in a uh, sort of a decor and design company, and they blew up hundreds and released hundreds of blue and white balloons at Dallas Cowboy Games. So she grew up running around Dallas Cowboys Stadium cheering for the Cowboys, and I hear she actually wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader as a little girl. Fortunately, she grew out of that dream uh, <laughs> pretty quickly, but she was taking some classes in a community college in Dallas, and she ran into an ex-football player from Tabor College named Jimmy. What a neat guy Jimmy is. He helps us. In fact, he directs our whole camp out uh, ministry. But besides being a really uh, outstanding defensive back and football player, he's an outdoorsman, he's a hunter, he's a fisherman, and he's one of these guys that everybody wants to love and be around. Meet Jimmy and Dawn Funderburg today. Welcome. Say hello to the people. Hello, hello everybody. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Yes. <laughs> I'll also add, specifically speaking about Jimmy, and this is this comes from my friend Reed Towns. He <laughs> says that, that Jimmy puts the fun in Durberg. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Yeah, he said that the other day. That sounds like it sitting comes in director's meeting, and we, exactly had a good, right. <laughs> we had a good laugh about it. Well, today, 
specifically, we want to talk about the character of a leader, how a leader goes about carrying themselves. Paul uses the word conduct. How do you conduct yourself? And we had the Thunderbirds in for this topic specifically with a purpose because they have carried themselves in this community with honor and kindness and generosity for decades. And so we're so excited to crack open this conversation. Let me ask the kind of the lead out question. What do you think that Paul is talking about when he he tells Timothy, show yourself an example through your conduct? What do you say to that? I say, I mean, just reading through that scripture, I honestly thank you for the opportunity to be here and just the kind words said about us. The funny thing about this this verse is, is that Don and I had the opportunity to teach a Sunday school class years ago. We called it Group 412 after this verse is that because right? we were leading fifth and sixth graders and we were trying to teach them, you know, the meaning of this verse. And so when you asked me about this, I was like, yeah, I mean, that that really fits right in. But really, I, I mean, just reading it and thinking about it, Paul is, is talking to Timothy. Timothy's definitely younger. And he's saying, because you're saying who you are, people are going to watch you and watch your actions and watch how you react to, you know, different scenarios that you're you're put under. And so if you're going to call yourself a Christian, live the Christian walk, you really have to conduct yourself in a way that people will, you know, want to be shown and led toward Jesus. And so that's what I really get, you know, out of out of out of this verse. Don, what would you add from a feminine perspective? <laughs> I just really believe that your conduct is how you behave, how you lead, how you manage, um, how you guide others. And truly, the hardest part is how you react to surprising or hard situations. That's the that's the biggest part of your conduct. Are you going to be the same today under an on an easy day as you are tomorrow on a really hard day? That's your conduct. Dawn, how'd you do it that with the boys? You just did it so well with your boys. How, how'd you instill that verse in the, their life? I don't think I did it very well at first. Um, being a mom, a new mom, is stressful and hard. And you want your kids to be perfect, right? You want them to always behave. And I think... I had to come to the realization that my kids, just like me, are sinners and they're going to make bad choices and I'm going to have to walk them through that and love them through that. One thing we, Jimmy and I, did when they were really little is when we were with friends who had kids and their friends, their kids were annoying or hard to be around, we always said, when we have kids, we want to make sure that they're a joy to be around. And so we just, we were strict and we disciplined hard and we had high expectations for them in hopes that when they when other people were around our kids they were a joy to be around not annoying crazy kids does that make sense our kids are crazy that's that's the truth but i believe they're a joy to be around they are coach you've been leading leaders for five decades or more describe today what is the value of a leader of character in your mind like, how important are they to our society, culture, et cetera? Yeah, Shay, the joy 
of uh, of what we get to do here at Kennecuck. Uh, as you all know, our theme is developing next generation leaders. And what we get to do, even, Shay, at age six and seven, is we get to believe in kids and then all the way up through our staff and, and, and you know, our lead directors like yourself that, you know, as a Christian, you're born to be a leader. You're born to be a leader and you need to act like one. And so developing leaders is the lens through which uh, we you know, do our best, as flawed as we all are, to do our best to develop that in young people. And one of the best things, Shay, about this generation that we get to work with, both of college students and, you know, six-year-olds and 18-year-olds, is even though, you know, the world is making famous about how confused our youth culture is, and how our youth culture has gone awry in many ways, and it has. But in the midst of that, there are like kids like the Funderburk kids who are emerging, honestly, listeners, like no generation I've ever worked with in you know my 50 years of professional life as leaders. They're they're seeing the you know the dark you know evil road that unfortunately you know the iPhone generation whether it's X Gen Y Gen Z Gen whatever it is is the iPhone generation is going off in a really tragic way, but these young Thunderbird kids are more plentiful, honestly, listeners that I've ever seen in my life, kids want to make a difference today in their schools, high schools, and colleges like never before. Jimmy and Dawn, do y'all kind of see that as well as we do here at Kennecook? We were actually just talking about that this week, um, just amongst the people, uh, the young young guys and gals that we're interviewing for staff this summer, and just giving them a a vision of, of what they're going to get to be a part of, because I think you know, what What college kids today and young people are really desiring, especially coming out of the last few years and how things have been, is the need and the feel to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And so that's that's what I'm seeing seeing most like they if, if they're going to do this, they want to be a difference maker. That's why it's just so fun to be a part of a ministry like this, that we're we're able to you know, to help in that and lead in that and pour into that and pour into those, have that opportunity to pour into those those young people to help them get to be that next generation leader. Don, what are some of the qualities that you see in these types of young leaders that set them apart from the crowd? I think servant leadership is the most important thing, being a servant. I believe servanthood is the foundation of effective leadership. I think we ha- a, a good leader, an effective leader, has to be the one that is willing to do all of the jobs, not just give the orders, not just direct, but willing to get down and dirty and do the things, do the hard work. Um, I love a leader who listens first, one who seeks to understand first instead of jumping to conclusions and wanting to be heard. I love a leader that just listens. We we are in a world now where 
nobody is believing any true truth. We look for our own truth. Whatever we believe is true must be true. You know, we are living in a world like that where there's no truth. I believe a good leader, an effective leader seeks to understand those they are leading, but then gently and lovingly speaks truth to them, even though it hurts. Mm, That is powerful. Jimmy, I know, I know enough about you to know that you've really had some amazing examples of leaders in your life. I want you to describe like some of those legendary leaders in your life and what was their, how did they carry themselves? What was it that stuck out to you that caused you to look at them and say, oh, I want to replicate that in my life? I think just thinking back on when leaders first started coming into my life that I really started noticing was obviously football, you know, looking at old football coaches, certain coaches I had, we had a coach come into our school, um, brought FCA in, and I instantly knew there was something different about this man because he wasn't the same as any other coach I had. I think of guys I got to work with here at Canicut Camps, who I, back in the late 80s and 90s, who were, you know... I think the true mark of, of, of how you conduct yourselves, how, what true character and integrity looks like is that you are the same, like an athlete on and off the court. You're the same in these gates as you are out of these gates. And I think that is a true character on into my days with, with the Gary Smalley ministry and getting to work with guys like him and Jim Bronner and Terry Brown. And those were men like that guys from here, Chris Cooper, uh, Doug Goodwin, guys that, that are the same at work, at home, in the stands, cheering on their kids. I think that's the true mark of, of that. And so those, those are guys like that, that have made a massive impact, you know, on, on how I wanted to grow and be, you know, whether it was a football coach, somebody I worked with, um, but guys I got to work with and watch how they modeled work and family and how it blended together and were just great examples and role models of, of what I wanted to you know, how I wanted to raise my family and my kids in that way. Hey listeners, Shay Robbins here. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd like to personally ask you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. With your help, we can continue to reach more listeners. We're excited to hear from you. Please send questions to our team for a special audience Q&A recording in the future. Additionally, we're also interested to hear your suggestions for guests and topics. Send your questions and suggestions to podcast at canacuck.com. And now back to the show. Joe, I'm going to have you connect the generations. So you know a lot of the the men and uh, women that have influenced their lives as leaders. So that's a generation in front of Jimmy. And now you, you know very well the generation of young leaders that we're working with. What do you see in the older generation that you look at the younger generation and say, hey, here's some things specifically that you need to replicate. These are extremely valuable, maybe specifically for this time, this place, this culture. What are some of those qualities of, of conduct that you think we really need to foster in young leaders? Yeah, Shay, Jimmy mentioned uh, Chris Cooper, who worked here for several decades, uh, one of the most honest 
humble, reliable, consistent men that any of us have ever known. And then I look at Jimmy and Dawn's boys, another generation and a half below Chris Cooper, who modeled those same humble, consistent, steady, reliable character qualities. And it all, Shay, boils down to, the, as you, you, we all know, the greatest leader who ever lived, who we all know was Jesus Christ. And when I think about Jimmy and Dawn raising those boys and Chris Cooper's parents who raised him a generation and a half above, whose parents instilled from the time those kids were very young the qualities of Christ. They read the Bible with them often. They memorized Scripture with them. Uh, they modeled, as best parents can do, the life of Christ before their kids. And over time, as Dawn talked about raising the bar for their kids, even as youngsters raising the bar, let's, you know, what would Jesus do? How would he act in this situation? What did we learn last night when we read, you know, from John chapter one about Jesus being the light of the world? What's that like to you? And how can you do that with your fourth grade class? You know, as we raise the bar to that level for our kids and then model as best we can as parents and then instill those qualities of Christ. And parents, there's no way around bleeding Scripture into your kids on a daily basis in your home. So say whatever generation, it doesn't matter. You know, older generation, Z gen, Y gen, if, if parents continue to go back to the greatest leader who ever lived, and just bleed that, like painting a wall of a house where the wall is your children's heart to the scriptures about Jesus and how he led, then those kids will carry through whatever generational traits or whatever happens, you know, to the future of the youth of our country. Those kids will carry those qualities through to the next generation, and then they'll do it with their kids to the same model of Jesus. Mm. Okay, I'm going to turn this. I want to get, I want to personalize this and make it really practical. Jimmy, I want you to speak to what does it look like to carry yourself in public? I want you to give us like really specific examples. What, what do you see or what should you model when you're out in the community? When I think of, of modeling in, in, in our community specifically, I just think back to, I never want to do anything to make anyone stumble. Y'all know that we had the opportunity to watch our boys play sports throughout, you know, all their years here. And one of the hardest things to do as a parent specifically is, you know, when things aren't going the way you think they should on a field or something. And how are you going to react to a bad call? a bad coach's decision that's in your mind, a bad coaching decision or, you know, things like that. What are you going to do to not be like a, you know, a, a normal parent or, or what most, how people would react? Because as I said earlier, I really feel like Christians, you're always being watched and I, you know, and I, and I hope so. And I hope that with in every action and reaction that, I can be an example and help lead somebody to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I know that's not always true. I know it's not. But 
Um, and I mean, and Dawn can attest because she sits next to me during ball games. So I mean, um, it's your accountability. Yeah, she's my accountability to <laughs> you know to squeeze my knee when I'm yelling too loud. Specifically, I think it's in how you act and react to to certain situations that are that are thrust upon you, and then how you mm-hmm. the decisions you make from that. Don, I'm going to send you another specific example. So you guys owned ice cream shops for years in the area. Standing behind the counter, looking at a young Christian leader standing in line, what should that their, that interaction look like? What are the things that you want to see in a young leader as they're standing in a line and interacting with your staff and the people next to them? Because the model is to stand there, look at your phone, you know, take your ice cream, walk out. Like, what what can you do to be a blessing and carry yourself in a way that's set apart? I think having a spirit of thankfulness all the time. You know, we we live in a tourist town, so there's lots of servants all over our town that are serving people that come for vacation. Mm-hmm. And so a true leader is standing at a counter, ordering ice cream or buying tickets to ride a roller coaster, you're thankful. You treat people like they meet that like they matter. Like every one of us were created by God for a purpose. And I want to treat people that way. And I have not always done that. I'm not always good at that. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But I do believe in the spirit of thankfulness, always saying thank you, always giving a smile, always doing what I can to invest in other people. And I'm not a great conversationalist. I'm more of a introvert. And so sometimes like talking to a stranger and engaging in conversation with them, that does not come naturally to me, but I do feel like that's something I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. And so just, I think even asking questions of people, even if it's a quick, where are you from? Or what are you doing with your life? Do you go to school? Anything like that um, just makes them feel valued. And I think leaving someone better than you found them is really what we're called to do. And then, Dawn, just to follow up on that, your staff, you ran a very successful business in Branson, best ice cream in the Ozarks, but it wasn't just your ice cream was great. It's the way your staff treated people. Y'all were different. The kids that worked for you guys, were they were Christian leaders. I mean, you'd go in there and you'd be blessed by your staff. How did you hire and train your staff to be true Christian leaders? We were very picky about who we hired. We were choosy. But we treated our staff the way we wanted them to treat customers. We treated our staff the way we want to be treated ourselves. We treated them like family. We were very flexible with their school schedules and their sporting schedules and all of that. We made them feel valued. At least I hope that we did. We'd have to ask them. But that was our goal is to make them feel loved and valued and feel like they had ownership in our company, too. We definitely see that rolling out in the camp out environment, don't we? Absolutely. Running the same play. Joe, I want to kick it back to you. So we gave some real practical, tangible uh, ways or visions of leadership out in the community. But we also know that conduct is, it's not just what everybody sees, it's what's unseen, right? That's integrity. Talk to us about the value of integrity for a leader. Yeah, Shay, you know, Jimmy talked about walking your talk. We talked about Chris Cooper and the way the man walks his talk. 
Uh, that's that's really it. My daddy's favorite poem was, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one would walk with me than merely tell the way. The eyes are better people and more willing than the ear. Advice is confusing, but examples always clear. Shay, I think about, again, I keep going back to these Thunderbird boys and the mommy and daddy who raised them, who walked their talk before their employees and their, their, their stores were delightful to go into, who walked their talk with integrity before the boys they raised in their own home. And I think about these young men and young women that come out of environments where their parents, as Dawn said, as flawed as we all are. And everybody knows that every family and every organization, every ministry is, is, is cracks and flaws. So we never claim to be perfect. But those who do their best to model the life of Christ, kids come out of those work environments, those family environments, those camp environments. Kids emerge who, like Peter stepping out of the boat, you know, in Matthew 14, where he steps out of the boat, he steps out out in faith, he steps into the arms of Jesus, and he steps up to the battle that he faces. Those are the kids of our generation that we're raising here at Kanakuk that are leading in their homes and their churches and their communities. They're willing to be bold and brave as Christian leaders. And I hope there's some of you all listening, you young emerging business leaders and young emerging student leaders out there. Who, who, who are willing to get out of the boat of the normal, you know, staring your iPhone all day long. And as Dawn said, ungrateful and, you know, just just in your own little selfish world, but are, are willing to step out of that boat of comfort and safety and to step up to the, to the arms of Jesus, the grace and the example of Jesus, and then willing to step into the battle and fight for what you know is right with everything you've got, with bullets flying all around you and the wind of critics and cynics and everybody else blowing in your face, but still willing to, to wake up every day, young leaders, I'm talking to you, and to step into the battle and in the best you can, as flawed as you are, on the grace of Christ, to show people what it's like, as that verse in, in Timothy says, to show yourself to be a leader to those around you. May this be an encouragement for you to always, always, whether you're in line at an ice cream shop or as a young business leader who want to be a manager one day and want to be a leader of the company one day, to lead like Christ did. Joe, I want to go ahead and wrap it up there. That was the mic drop moment. And to Jimmy and Don, we thank you for being with us today. It's so good to be on a team with you. We're, we're so blessed to get to invest in next generation leaders uh, on a team. And we want to thank our audience for sharing your time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to leadership and spiritual growth. And with that, we'd love to pray for you. Father, we come to you today and we thank you for the honor to talk about leadership. And the reason that it's an honor is because you gave us the example in Jesus. We're going to do our very best to fall in line and to follow his example. And I want to pray for our audience today, God, that your spirit would stir them up and encourage them to carry themselves in a godly Christ-like manner. And that as a result, you'd give them opportunities to minister to and bless people. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com. Mm-hmm.